Hey. It's about that time, everybody turn your TVs on. The Moe's Nose, Peachy, Breezy, and Fair to God. They keep it nitty gritty when they bring you nine at all. We two gorilla silver back, nah, silver. You know it's busting good discussion, cause we get it in. Every time, you know we grinding, I was eight to ten. We always play to win. The faithful going hard. It's Wayne, Breezy, Peachy, Moe's Nose, and Fair to God. Let's get it. Nitty gritty, it's the lightest tone. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the lightest tone. We outline players up and show. Nitty gritty, it's the lightest tone. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the lightest tone. Run talk, nitty gritty, it's the lightest tone. Bang! 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 Naughty gang, what's going on, everybody? We the Nitty Gritty Niners Talk crew, and we in the building. It's Monday night. Mo's nose, Freddy God, Crystal Peachy B, and the place to be. What's going on, everybody? Shout out to everybody out there. What's good, y'all? It's good. Energy, but my energy on level 1450. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I tell you what. Yeah, you see it. You see it. All love. All love, man. You see it. You see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's trade day. It's yeah. been trade time. It's mm-hmm. trade time. We're gonna talk about trade time too. Yes. Um when we get into the show. But how's how's everybody Monday been going? Shout out to everybody out there watching. What's good, everybody out there? I see y'all out here. 49ers channel. You're in our prayers, brother. I hope you're doing great. Yeah. Denise G's out there. Bomber T. Uh-oh. Jay Tan is in the building. Christie's in the building. Debbie's in the building. Melissa, GSU for life. My brother Paul's in the building. Shout out to my, you know, residency brother over there. What's going right. on, everybody? Troy's in the building. Crystal, congratulations. Uh, you were the 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 giveaway. You were the winner of the giveaway for the super followers. I don't know how you end up winning these things, but, man, your luck is dope. I, I... It's too bad that I could not win the lottery. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. Bam! That's where the luck runs yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That that's where it stops for the lottery, scratch offs, all that stuff. So breezy. So um, I have to bust somebody out because they're literally in this chat that has not. I have not seen in I don't know when. Mm-hmm. Kevin is in the chat. Hey! <laughs> what up, Kev? What's going on, baby? Oh man, it's been a minute, yo. I know. That's what I, I said. Like when, when football season ended, Kev turned all social yeah. media off. Yeah, I think he did. I think he just went into like hibernation. <laughs> Super hibernation, hiatus. Exactly. All that yep. good stuff. But guys, man, how y'all doing out there? Fair, how was your Monday? Love to hear from you, Mose. How was y'all Mondays, man? How's it going? Monday was cool, man. It was uh went by quick. Um yeah. Work is work was pretty seamless today and um yeah, went by fast. That's dope. I've never heard a Monday go by fast. Mose, <laughs> how was your Monday, bro? <laughs> I don't think most Monday was good. This is my first day back to work, so. I know about those, most. Can you give us an expressive word to describe? An adjective. <laughs> what your first day was back at the- we, I'm taking an adjective. We haven't, we haven't reached the 20-minute mark yet. Okay, there it is. Are there any bad adjective words out there? Oh, what was the word? That's why I was like trying to get one of those because you know I mean it's tough to find a bad one, but most figure it out. No, 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 no. 
We're on the last show, what did they call me? I forgot. That's a bad adjective. What was that word? Um, oh, um, obnoxious. I'm not. Was your day obnoxious? Uh, no, it wasn't that. Okay, I'm just, this is going to be fun. Obnoxious. <laughs> obnoxious. Yes, I know all about that word. Now. All right, mm -hmm. and Peachy, you know you always close out the Mondays. Yeah. Did we get another manic Monday from you? Oh, it was a crazy manic Monday because it is the beginning of the month. It is August first, so therefore, it was insane. Plus, it's rained like all day today, so we had two trucks that forgot. Obviously, how to back out of a place where they were at, and they hit each other. So that was fantastic. Oh. Then they had the audacity to blame us because we didn't have a sign. <laughs> That's it. So I, being the lovely person that I am, said, did you just what? back the damn trucks up? Did you back them out? <laughs> no, they. So they they said, look. I'm mad because you guys are supposed to have a sign up telling you like a directional sign. So me being the lovely, kind, sweet Southern person that I am, I said, and I quote, why do you need a sign? You didn't need a sign when you got in here. Why do you need a sign to get out? And I, and I also would have said more if it had been past the 20 minute mark as to what I said. It was ridiculous. I could not believe it. Absolutely could not believe it. And so they left angry and all this stuff and whatever. And then you know, we just have our regular um, month end stuff going on and everything. But um, just, you know, one of those days, just like Monica said. <laughs> just one of those days. Mm. Yes. Mm. That's what I felt like. No L sample. So, yeah. you know, sure is. I don't know how to describe my day. I, I, all right. What happened last night was I fell asleep like must around 10 o'clock. But then I woke up at one o'clock. Mm -hmm. So somehow your boy Breezy took a nap at 10 p.m. <laughs> Yo, Most I was up to 5 a.m. watching this show called Saints and Sinners. Y'all must have watched the whole season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On Hulu. And I was just like, yo, I got to stop watching this drink because I got to go to bed. I know that I get up. I run in the morning. Yo, I, I don't even remember Rome going to camp this morning. I think he left. He came. He's home now. So he went to camp and, and I got up. But I ran my fastest time today. Today I ran a 5K in less than 30 minutes. Mm, I'm giving myself you. a round of applause because y'all don't be knowing how to I be struggling on them 5Ks. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and then and then it was 49ers time. Like it was just Nick. That's why I don't do anything on Mondays because right. it's the first of the week and it's just tweet, 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 watch pressers, tweet, 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 tweet. It was just all of that and then prepare for the show tonight. So uh Monday was good, man. Uh yeah, that's what it was. Thank you, Melissa. I appreciate that. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the hats. Listen, we're gonna be having promos for the hats. I'm waiting for the promo code to be activated from residency. Then I'll make sure I'll share it with everybody out there. You can use the promo code. All right, and then uh, you guys can go ahead and get some of this exclusive 
exclusive residency where just make sure you tag the show inside your post whenever it is you do post it. That'll be very appreciative. Yes. Right. Let's get through the formalities of the show real quick so we can get to this show. We're going to hit it and quit it tonight, man. It's nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty and get on up to of here. Like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Wayne <laughs> That's where the show is. <laughs> Don't forget to follow and subscribe on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. You can uh, subscribe with your Amazon Prime account for free. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at NGN Talk. We had a poll going on there this morning, by the way. Mm-hmm. Follow and subscribe on Facebook. Listen, the Nitty Gritty Niners monthly giveaways are going to be starting very shortly. All right? Well, I'll talk to Ms. Debbie see when she wants to start the monthly giveaways, but we need to get the interactions popping back on Facebook. It's yep. been kind of dormant, mm-hmm. but the news is there, so let's get popping on Facebook. Nitty Gritty Niners, you already know where to go. You can shop at WWE www.nittygrittyninershop.com and that's going to be the formalities on today. Let's go ahead and kick this show off with some good stuff. Yes. Uh, well, well, not it's not really good. It's it's I don't want to start with Debo. I want to get through this really quickly. So the 49ers signed a new player. All right. Mm-hmm. His name is Akeem Spence to a one-year deal. Uh, and unfortunately, the team placed defensive lineman Maurice Hurst uh, on the on the IR. He tore his bicep a couple of days ago in practice, uh, and I believe it was on Friday's practice. And he's no longer gonna he's not gonna play with the team this year. Uh, let's talk about this. Um, does Maurice Hurst possibly have a future with the 49ers? Let's start right there. Does Maurice yeah. Hurst have a future with the 49ers? And then we're gonna break down Akeem Spence just a little bit. If that if that, that you know. So that's cool. Uh, I mean, it's tough to say if he has a future, right? If we haven't been able to see him reach his potential in a 49ers uniform each year, there's right. a calf, uh, ankle, now bicep. There's something going on every single time. And we just can't really seem to get him on the field to, to have him, you know, be the player that we think he's going to be. Mm-hmm. especially just being a rotational piece. Like we're not asking them to come in and, and start and, you know, play starter minutes. We're, we just need them to be a rotational piece and a very deep defensive line. And I think because of that depth uh, and his injury history, he, this might be a wrap for, for Mr. Hurst. Okay. All right. What do you think most? I think it depends on what Javon Kinlaw does. Ooh. It de- it depends on what Kinlaw does. Yeah. Um. I think they were excited about what they were getting from Maurice Hurst because if you look at his practices, he was practicing really well. He was practicing really well. He was in the mix with him and Kevin Givens to be that number three defensive tackle in the rotation. Yeah. And I think they wanted to see who that was going to be because either Maurice Hurst or Kevin Givens was going to be the contingency plan if – Ken Law can't go right, um, so we'll probably we'll have to see. You know, this team loves to be forgiving when it comes to injuries. We love to hang on to players and, and see if we can get a little mm-hmm. bit out of them, especially if we know that they're good and we just need them to be healthy and yep. you know, they're on team friendly contracts. You know, D Ford wasn't on a team friendly contract, but we finally cut ties there. We brought back Jason Verrett, like. This team is, is is lenient when it comes to injured players. So if he can come back healthy, and again, it, I think it depends on what we see and what we get from Javon Kinlaw this year. But, you know, I think right now it, it's 50-50. It's up in the air. 
All right. Peachy, what are your thoughts on Maurice Hurst? Uh, will he, will he, you know, does he have a future with the 49ers? I was just going to say that I just want to piggyback off Moe's in, you know, making like a comparison to like a lemon when you try to squeeze all you can get out of that lemon when you're making that lemonade. I feel like that the 49ers might do that with Hurst as well, especially later on in the season, because I'd read somewhere that it's possible that he may be able to come back later on like way down the line, like if you make it to the playoffs or whatever, and you never know what we're going to look like down the road. So it's possible the 49ers may hold on to that just in case, because you never know you know what's going to happen throughout the season. And that could be like a just in case. So I'm picking back off most, like you just never know what might happen. Yeah. It depends on if the 49ers declare them for season ending right. IR or That's if true. they declare them for the regular IR, gotcha. which That's means true. he'll be able to return. So it's all going to come down to like, I guess his recovery, but remember gotcha. the team's going to have to make that decision yes. like soon. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And so that's where it comes mm-hmm. down. And so if they declare for season ending IR, that means uh, he won't take up a roster spot and he'll right. be on IR and then we can add another person for depth, which they've added a couple pieces. A lot mm-hmm. of people, a lot of fans out there are wondering why the 49ers, um, you know, they, they signed Akeem Spence. They got Robert um, Kandinchi the other day. Uh, they got another dude, uh, Thomas I. I can't remember his other his name, uh, but they got another defensive lineman. So they're bringing guys in. But why not go after Nadama Kansu? I'm just curious, man. Like, why do you think the 49ers won't go after that guy? That, that's a guy, you know, that can still give you some productivity and you can limit his minutes. It, it, it price tag. That's what, I, that's what I put in somebody's tweet. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all it, about the money, money, it's because, money. <laughs> it's because of the, it, the name, the name, and the and the pedigree that he brings. Obviously, he was a first round talent. He had he's had a great career in this league. He's a Super Bowl champion. Um, so that comes with a certain price tag. So um, why get one guy at that price when I can get two or three guys? that can fill that spot or other areas that I may have need in. So everybody else agree with the price tag. I mean, that was my yeah. thing. Yeah, I think so. I also like, you know, we look on our lineman and, and character has something to do with it too. This team is really uh prideful of like making sure we have the right players that yes. all match. And I don't know if Sue really fits the character that we have in our locker room currently. All right. So we got character. We got price tag. Boat says he's a nose tackle. We got Ken Law. Yeah, but who's spelling Ken Law? Is it Kevin Givens? Is it like, you know what I'm saying? Who's the guy? I think the the whole purpose, because remember, you can still move Eric Armstead to the inside. We don't want to see that, but that might be a possibility. I know people are asking about uh, Ridgeway. Go ahead, Moose. I I don't pencil Sue into nose tackle solely Mm. because he played outside in the 3-4 three, three. in Tampa Bay mm-hmm. because Tampa Bay has Vita Vey at nose yeah. tackle. So mm-hmm. while Sue can play inside, he's also still athletic enough at his age to play, on to the play outside, outside as well. So three or five tech, that five with, tech. Us, with us, we probably won't see him a lot outside just because we have so many edge rushers. But he has the flexibility and he has that the football IQ and the, the NFL pedigree to move outside as well. So don't just pencil him in at nose tackle. Listen, our prayers go out to Maurice Hurst. We're hoping for a speedy recovery. Please get healthy real soon, brother. Like we're rooting for you, man. We just want to see you dominate. Like Mo said earlier, he was dominating. He was dominating. Best case scenario for Maurice Hurst right now is J.J. Watt. 
because JJ Watt wasn't Ooh. it last year he tore his bicep and he came back yeah. early? Yeah, okay. sure did. Best Good. case scenario is if it's not completely like torn off the bone or whatever. I don't know how those work because I've never had a bicep tear myself, but right. Hopefully, yeah. it's something like that where it happened because JJ Watts happened during the season. It happened during the season. Yeah. He still came back, so yeah. hopefully, this is early enough. And depending on how bad the tear is, he can get it repaired. He can rehab it. And maybe, you know, with a brace, he can come back like J.J. Watt did last year. And like you guys also declared, if he's playing rotational minutes, it should be a win-win for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I just want him on his team because I know he has the skill set and he'll give you productivity. Like, he's a and, dog. And he's a he's dog. A dog. He's a dog, you know, and, dog. and I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, oh, he's a Michigan guy. Now he's a dog. He just had health issues. He had health issues once he left Michigan. Like, that's when the health issues kind of, like, started. The heart situation. He got drafted. I like that, that name. That that threw his, uh, you know, injury, uh, draft stock down. Oh, Geno Atkins. Kawan oh, Short. Kawan Short. Yeah. yeah. I like There's that There's a bunch name. of names out there, but, I mean, mm-hmm. like, we got to factor in some – some of the things that you guys are saying, you know, price tag is always going to be a key. We just signed Debo. We don't really know what the 49ers and their money, how it's working. I I personally heard Kyle Shanahan say in the presser, he don't care about the money. He'll spend the money. If if if, if Nadamika Sue wants to be a 49er, you make that man a 49er. And then you have the best, one of the best, you know, reserves that could go out there. And so can you imagine having him and Ken Law? Like inside that that'd be kind of scary, like you know what I mean. So I I mean maybe his personality doesn't fit. I feel like did we get any bad in the Sue personality wise last year? I can't remember. Not, it, yeah. His his whole tenure in ten, I mean he's thirty five years old right now. So, so like, he's grown up. <laughs> his, the Detroit Lions in Sue is not this same in Oh, it's long I gone. Yeah, I don't worry it's about you know character concern. I mean. Nah. He's he got a, nothing he, in um, Tampa. When you want to talk about when you want to talk about a dog, he's a dog. Like yes. so, when he's on the field, just in the same way we consider Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald plays the same way, in Dominic and Sue plays. He just doesn't have a lot of the penalty stuff cool, or true. some of the you know after the play stuff. But that same mentality, like yo, you're trash. If you're in front of me, I'm going to expose you and make you look bad, and then tell you about it. You got to have that in this game. So, like, having him come in with the the technical foundation that the, our guys have with Chris Kosarek, now you bring in a veteran like him to be like, you guys are really good. Mm-hmm. It's okay to let these MFs on the other side know that you're that good. Like, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I me personally, I, I wouldn't mind it. I, look, Niner Warriors says Sue Salary last year was only $9 million. Um Hey, you could probably get him for a prep, maybe like five. You know what I'm saying? Let him come in a little bit after. So you, you don't even need him to prep with the seed. He doesn't have to work out with the team. You need him to come in and just be a body. Remember we ended up doing that with, um, oh, my gosh, who was the guy? Uh, Ziggy. Uh, and then he ended up tearing his bicep. Then he, then he tearing. Oh man, these biceps injuries, man, they're no joke. Yeah. All right, listen, I want to get to these super chat contributions. All right, mm-hmm. we got got a few of them. We want to go ahead and shout out people. All right, so let's go ahead and do that. All right, so we got Gammon Brown up here, real quick. PG, you can go ahead and read these. Foghorn for the contributors. Okay, thank you, Gammon. First in your hearts and in donations, 49ers KC game. Ooh, 
that's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be like a thriller in Manila. Yeah, it is. You know, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, Trey Lance, Juju, Debo. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be kind of cool. You know who I like from Kansas City and don't be mad? I like Sky Moore, yo. I do. <laughs> I like Sky Moore. Uh, I was hoping to and and we pat we then we did we pass up Sky Moore for Danny Gray? I believe we did. Can't remember. Sky Moore wasn't drafted early. I think so. He's gonna be a weapon. I can tell yeah, you. That he right really now. is. He's gonna be a weapon. 49ers underscore throwback foghorn for you one time. Thank you, throwback. Shout out to y'all. Nitty gritty Niner fam. Feels great. Debo has been paid. So excited and can't wait for the season to start. Let's go, Niners. Let's really? go, Niners. Let's freaking go. Debo is here. We definitely gonna be breaking that down very, very shortly yep. on the show. And we got one more contribution from Gammon Brown. He gets the foghorn again. Let's go. Thank you, Gammon. Ken Law looks in shape. Crone needs a safety whistle. <laughs> Yeah, Ken Law is a uh, woo. Yeah, it. it um, lost that one. Ken Law is going to be a problem. I can't wait to see. All right, we got to talk about like you know the stuff that's going on in camp. I kind of want to get to that. I know people want to talk about Debo, but I feel like we'll spend a whole hour on the Debo deal. Let's talk about a couple of things that's going on in camp, and then we'll end with the Debo stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um. You're, just your thoughts at camp. Like we, I feel like we're not getting really great reports about the right. 49ers offense. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting very, very, very good reports about the 49ers defense. Yep. Clearly the defense is stronger at yes. this point, but there are a lot of factors that can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about mm-hmm. some of the concerns of the offense. Uh, let's go around the table. Let's start with Peachy. We'll go with Fared <laughs> and Moe. Let's talk about some of the concerns <laughs> on offense right now. If you guys got concerns, duh, don't forget to put him inside the, you know, the chat. Oh, yeah, because Bomber's already beat you to it. So, you know, he's already got his in there. So, you know, more than likely. As long, as long as Bomber stays away from the injuries, by the way, injury talk, then he can say whatever. Mm-hmm. But just nobody's going to wish it eat bad, like injury stuff on our players. Like, I'm not, like, we don't, we don't tolerate that. Not here. We don't do that. Um, well, I'm wearing him right here, number five, like I was saying earlier. He has my complete support I'm behind him. He's my quarterback. Uh, for anybody who's wondering, that's not changing. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, it is what it is. He is, um, I feel like that more of his bad stuff is being highlighted than his good stuff. And it makes me sick, like makes me like just you know, uh, like why? But anyway, it's not just the quarterback. Uh, the O-line is, seems to be having some problems gelling as well. Together, there's some new people that are on O-line. They're trying to, you know, get it together. They're trying to, you know, do some different things. They're trying to figure some things out on there too. That can also make it harder on a quarterback as well, especially when you're going against the top defense in the National Football League. And it's not just me saying it. It's not just this show saying it. It's on TV, they're saying it. And if they're not saying it's the top defense, they're saying it's at least the top three defense. They're saying that actually that Trey Lance playing against his defense is probably going to be the toughest defense that he's going to face all year. So with that being said, I feel like that um, the concerns are just, this is the first training camp that these guys have played with this quarterback. 
like to where he's actually been out there with the ones where the ones up, like Kyle likes to say, ones up and it's all his. There's a lot of mad overreaction. I expected it. I knew it was coming. It's just funny because I was actually going back doing something today on my break and I could have done anything on my break. I could have played phone games. I could have. I decided to go back and I decided to re read some media articles about um, our exiting quarterback when he was in his first training camp with the 49ers and kind of how bad some of those went. They went pretty bad. And a lot of them went like this. And something else that I wanted to say, I actually took some notes. So I'm just kind of memorizing because we don't have a lot of time to go through them. One thing that stuck out to me is I heard a lot of people say, you know, that, um, you know, he's throwing these picks because he's throwing deep. Well, the problem is, is that you guys are not used to a quarterback that throws deep. And sometimes that happens when you throw deep. If, if I throw from here to breezy, most of the time, nothing, nothing crazy is going to happen. It's going to be good. That's pretty much safe throws. When you come out of the, of, you know, of, of your shell and you actually like are a risk taker and, and you actually get out there and you ball, like people like to say, you're going to have things like that. Kyle's not worried. I don't know why everybody is so stressed out and worried about it for. It's not just the quarterback. I heard that the running backs, I mean, it's just the offense is just gelling. It's just going to take time. Also, what is what seems to be brought up in the same uh, thing with the offense struggling is how amazing this defense is. Can we just give this defense some some props? Because maybe they are going against this defense who is could be even better than our defense we had in 2012. Like they're saying this could be the best 49er defense in a long, long time. And if that's the case, then it wouldn't matter who was out there. I mean, it does because like, I'm glad that the defense is great, but if the offense is shitty, that's a problem. So it's good to have a great D, but where's the great O? So like that, that that's probably why you're getting a lot of concerned overreactions oh my gosh like that's probably why you're getting it because even though we're saying oh they're gelling for sure even though all oh, this is Trey's first training camp no duh like no doubt right still like they're making the same some of these same mistakes a lot and so it's like I don't even think any of Trey Lance's deep passes are really getting picked I think it was one. I think that was by Hufanga. And then yeah. I think it's more of the short throws. Like he threw it. He's, he, he threw it right to Fred Warren. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, I know David Lombardi is putting out the stuff. You know, the 49ers had, what, 11 interceptions already in training camp. And he was saying something about, do I even have that clip? Hold on. Uh, and he said something about, um, here it is. It says Trey Lance. Do, 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 do. Let me go ahead and remove this comment. It says Trey Lance did throw an interception today uh, during red zone work when he tried to squeeze. Oh, this is from Nick Wagner into a fullback of Kyle Juszczyk and cornerback Traverius Ward. So you can see this goes along with what Peachy is saying. He's taking these risks. He's trying to figure out which windows, which tight ass windows yeah. can I try to fit this ball into? And you do it in practice. Right. That's that's when you try. Right. It. Sometimes it goes in. 
Sometimes it doesn't go in. Sometimes it just may get intercepted. That's why you said, like, people got to stop overreacting. But I think they're overreacting because they want to. A lot of them want to compare the Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance situation. First of all, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance is only throwing three interceptions. Exactly. In practice, in training mm-hmm. camp, he's only throwing three, maybe four. But I think at the most, I, I feel like it's three, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm not like I like I need the fans to come up off of it. I want to hear what Moses and Fair's concerns on the offense are so far. I see a lot of you guys are talking about the offensive line out there. We'll talk about that. That's probably one of the biggest concerns. So let's go ahead and get to that. Uh, Fair, you go up next, and then Moses, you close it out. Yeah, I think a lot of times, like we. Um tend to assume that the the offense and the defense is on even playing fields at the beginning of a training camp. And that's just not, not true. Um, usually the defense is a little bit more uh, ready game ready. Usually the defense, especially when you have a lot of the same players in the system, they're really only acclimating one or two new pieces. So for the most part, everybody knows where they're supposed to be at. Everybody knows where, you know, the guy next to them is going to be as well. So that has a big effect on like what the offense is going to look like early on. Um, as some people have said, like the offense is trying different things. They're working out different things. And when you have a new quarterback, that completely changes the complexity of everything that you're going to see. Um, so Kyle has to figure out Trey. Trey has to figure out uh, Elijah Mitchell. He has to figure out B.A. He has to figure out Kittle. He has to figure out his offensive line. Everybody has to get used to each other. And this is just the beginning phase of what we're going to see. I don't really have any concerns, honestly. Uh, this is expected on my end. Because, again, the defense usually comes out swinging. Offense kind of gets their uh, their footing towards the end of the preseason. Yeah. Defense is out there reacting. Uh, Mose, what are your thoughts, man, on the offense? Any concerns? Yeah, I'm going to uh, side with the chat. Um, I think it's the interior O-line for me. Um, Jake Brindle is struggling at center. Daniel Brunskill is taking second-team reps, and he's having trouble even – snapping the ball cleanly to whoever the quarterback is. Um, and then our, our two guard positions. Um, I think Aaron Banks is trying to figure out his way. Um, and he's not playing loose and playing free. Um, and then we have a young guy in Spencer Burford who athletically he's a tackle. Um, so trying to come inside to play guard while it may be easier um, that's still a transition because <clears throat> the muscle memory is completely different. You got a guy that's coming from playing left tackle, and now you have him switched not only to the right side, but inside to guard. So uh, that's one of the frustrating things for me about this 49er regime is drafting players and moving them around and not really utilizing them to their best strength, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, for me, it would be the interior offensive line, but to piggyback back on what fair said, this is the trial and error phase. You know, if, you know, we talk about number 10 and 10 was making these mistakes when he had all that, when he had a better offensive line, when he had, uh, chemistry with the offensive line, with yep. the running backs, with the tight end, with the wide receivers, there was familiarity there. Okay. And he was still having practices like this. There's no familiarity with Trey 
and this new offensive line and his weapons. If anything, you hear that one of the best players in camp on the offensive side of the ball is Brandon Ayuk. Well, why is that? Because Brandon and Trey have the most chemistry right now. So everything that they're doing in, in training camp practices is the is what's uh, coming to fruition from their practices by themselves. Everything that they did in their workouts, they're doing it in training camp practices. And B.A. looks absolutely phenomenal. And Trey looks phenomenal when he's targeting B.A. It's when he's targeting other wide receivers or other targets that there may be an issue. But he's learning. He's trying to figure all of this stuff out. So as they continue to learn, as they continue to grow, you know, all of these kinks will be ironed out. But um, NFL defenses, they pay attention to stuff like this. Um, you know, as much as not is on tape, um, there are some things that are on tape and NFL defenses are going to be targeting the interior of our offensive line. And they're going to try to collapse that pocket up the middle and try to frustrate Trey early. So I want to see if that interior of the offensive line is up to the, up to the challenge, you know, with, you know, four weeks of practices leading up to week one. See, I I personally think this is all a part of uh, Kyle's plan, man. Uh, like some of it can be an issue, but some of it can be used to be deceptive to where them cats just flip a button and then all of a sudden they're gelling and then boom, 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 boom. It's all working out. Remember, they haven't really implemented any like, you know, like run uh what's the, what you call um guys going in motion you want to know why the defense is winning because it's straight vanilla <laughs> right like, right so right. there hasn't been any yeah, intricate things for the offense you know to kind of like trick the the uh the defense of the 49ers which i kind of want to see because you heard um who was it today? Uh, which one of the, whoever spoke today said something about you know uh, I think it was Drake Greenlaw. You know, yo know, having Trey like really helps them prepare for a lot of the things that they may see from other quarterbacks because he's able to be mobile. He's able to move. He's able to do this. He's able to do this, and he's able to throw in the pocket, right? And so this is going to help the defense. But I don't think they're allowing. Everything's vanilla. And so I think it's going to be vanilla all the way up oh, until yeah, because week of, one. Because he doesn't want, yeah, because um, Cal doesn't want anybody to see none of that. Exactly. Either. Like, he doesn't want nobody to see. Um, the only thing that I had, one more thing I wanted to add, guys. You guys do realize that um, I was actually telling Breezy this yesterday, the day before yesterday. Us as 49er fans, a lot of times, we tend to just pay attention to just the 49ers. But we don't. We pay attention to the National Football League. All around the whole NFL quarterbacks are, if you notice, quarterbacks are throwing picks all around the league. It happens every single year. This is not new. Like, this happens. It happens all the time. You have new people are gelling. You guys know about the free agency, like how booming it was, how, how, how many people were just moved around, how the draft, like all these people that were drafted. They're having, like, quarterbacks are having issues, like, all around the league. It's just practicing. They're just practicing. It's just going to be that way. I still, like I said, I wore this because I still believe in Trey. 
And I know that he is going to be a success because I believe everything that I've heard about him being so intelligent and everything, but it still takes time. And nobody is going to convince me when you have an eight-year veteran who has seen pretty much everything there is to see, regardless of whether he's been in action for eight years or not. And it's making the same kind of mistakes that this this rookie pretty much who has barely even been out there can make. Please don't don't even go there. Mm-mm. I think my issue or my concerns with the offense are the wide receivers dropping fucking passes. Yeah, me too. That's the biggest thing, bro, because like his numbers are skewed because. Dudes are dropped. Jawan Jennings dropped a wide open touchdown pass. Today. Yeah. I, 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 that's a that's a completion and a touchdown on the stat sheet. But you get what I'm saying? Guys are guys are dropping passes. So, like, I know people was mad at the offensive line. I, t- I tell you what, man, Trey was with a. So if Trey is doing this with a makeshift offensive line, mm-hmm. and he's still finding ways to be productive, and I want people to start paying attention. 5 of 11, 7 of 14, he's going to threats. That's like a first quarter, maybe a first Exactly. There's always two halves to football, people. And what do we specialize in? What is this team always good at? This team is always good at going into halftime and coming out and making good adjustments. And another thing that I want to add that we are also not thinking about, but this is one thing that we talked about, you know, a lot last year with the fact maybe why we didn't switch from Trey to Jimmy in the first place, this offense is going to look different schematically with what Kyle's calling. Yes. So if the calls are different, if Kyle is adding new wrinkles, we saw images of Trey running read option. That's usually not something that's in Kyle's playbook. Right. So we've all said that Kyle had, he, he said it on the plane. I was scheming up so many plays for Trey Lance on the plane after his pro day. So this offense looks completely different. So throw that element in the mix as well. And not people, only is not only is Trey embedded in the starter and working with the first team, and he has to build that chemistry with those guys. Mm-hmm. Add on top of that, the offense is also different. Mm-hmm. So play calls, verbiage. Mm-hmm. Kyle may have switched everything. What he used to call something under Jimmy, he maybe completely switched it and calls it something different under Trey. So now when Trey calls it, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the playbook yet, some people may be confused and not know. So there's that aspect of it too. Right. It's almost like they're learning a new playbook. Now, of course, a, a, a good majority of it is still Kyle's foundation, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of new wrinkles and things that he's added, which basically makes it a new playbook. So throw that element into the mix as well. The defense isn't learning anything new. No, they're just reacting. The defense, the defense has the same 11 guys, has the same defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. They played well under D'Amico in his first year. Now D'Amico gets to build on that, and he has mm-hmm. been building on that all summer. Yep. Mm-hmm. These guys, yo, they're not thinking about anything. Yep. The yeah. offense no. is doing so much thinking right now because they have to. The defense doesn't have to think. Not now. Not now. Because, because they know the offense. Like they, they know <laughs> right, what's going right, like they, they they, on. They, they, they know what the play is going to be because there are no motions. and There's not yeah. this and there's not that. Right, not Kyle Yushik had a good play. Also, to add on, this is why Kyle Shanahan came out and, and said, oh, no, we're, we're not going to do the, the, the dual quarterback system. We're not going to be the yeah. New Orleans Saints. It's I, too I, much. It's, it's too, too much. much. 
It was too much for him, too much for Trey, and too much for the remaining people on the offense yep. to know where to be in their gap blocks, where they got to do this, how they got to do that. Like, it was just too much confusing. It might have caused more penalties. That's why Kyle yep. put the plug on that joint, even though we wanted to see it or we just wanted to see a change being made. Uh, which he did say there was going to be a change made if Jimmy wasn't able to go, but at least Kyle would have been able to give that full installment of the Trey Lance system. That's what it was. That's all it yeah. is. So you're right. You guys are all right, man. You guys are, you guys are all right. I just want to talk about Trey. He finished, I think this was day six. Uh, he finished uh, five for 11 team drills. He had a couple of nice completions that 40 bomb to Brandon. I, you, you guys talked about, uh, nice. you guys can start seeing that there's going to be some bombs. Now remember D didn't practice with them. And these team drills, Debo was doing conditioning and then some some individual stuff. Uh, but they're easing Debo back into the, you know, into the system. But we're going to talk about that. I just like the fact that Lance can throw a deep, accurate ball. That's oh, yes. what I care about. Like at this point, that's that's what I that's care about. Nice. Why? Because if you do you do a couple of inaccurate short passes and you just like F it, I'm gonna go deep, bam. Like he's that's the chemistry that we're not used to seeing. That's what's gonna make defenses play a little bit more honest. Yeah, right? and so they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to play honest. They're just gonna have to play honest. They, I, and I think we talked about this. I don't remember if it was on the other show or this show, or whatever. You know, defense is gonna come out try to stack the box. They are. Okay. If I'm a defense, I would. <laughs> I would try and get once, once I get beat, back them linebackers up. Make the, like it's just what you gotta do because what Trey Lance can do yeah. is if you stack the box and you over pursue, there's lanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Trey's specialty. He's gone. And you have to yeah. you have to defend all eleven people on offense. That's now. right. You have Absolutely. to defend everybody. You better be put a hat, a hat on him. Man. You better yeah. put a hat on him. Yeah. And that, that's and that's what Kyle wants you to do. Right. Like he's aiding and abetting you to do that. You better you got to play eleven on eleven. If you don't. Somebody getting burnt, and that's what we have. That's why I think a lot of the like the greats, you know, the Jerry Rice's, yo, he he's gonna be dangerous. And then other people, he's gonna be dangerous. Why? Because you gotta play honest football. And you hear people already in the NFL talking about as far as players and things like that. Like I said, there's gonna be some stupid defensive coordinators out there that's gonna try to do it. And once they get burnt, it's true. Uh, just like uh, last year when Trey came in um, the second half of the Seattle game. Mm. And he, you know, was shaky when he first came out there. But when he settled down, see, I didn't know what he was doing. That's why he was able to get open to Debo because they had no, they had no idea like what in the hell he was doing. I was so cool with that game. Then I was so pissed off at the Arizona game. Yeah. It didn't make sense. I know. It's like, how just use this play? Right. Right. Just use the same thing. Right. But but they had they had no idea like what was going on. Like they were literally just out there like, well, I mean, because they knew that he could do so many different things. They didn't know what the play was. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't know how he was going to be used. They didn't know anything. And that's and that's what's going to happen this year. And you're right, Breezy. Kyle is not going to show his hand. That's one thing that Kyle does not do. He's not going to show his hand in preseason. um, Y'all can forget that. That's not going to (laughs) happen. Week one will be the first time when you will truly see what this 49er offense is going to be about. Facts. 
<laughs> any any concerns on the defense so far? Like any concerns on the defense? Uh, anything that they still feel like they need to work on? Dre Gray, Dre Greenlaw said something super important, and I feel like it was something that we're hearing throughout the defensive players when they get up and speak. They talk about communication a lot. I don't know if y'all y'all get that. That's what I kind of get. And they say how much more well versed they are in communicating. Uh, a most because you said they know each other. They know the system, they know D'Amico, and now they're sprinkling in some new stuff, right? Some new wrinkles. And so this is probably like, you know, Kyle Shanahan is one of the best teams he's ever seen. And so, you know, then we ended up losing Maurice Hurst, and then Hassan Ridgeway is going to be out for a few weeks, and Eric Armstead is not there. So we're really getting a good whipping into shape on that defensive line. I hear Kevin Atkins, not Kevin Atkins, Kevin Givens is having a great camp. Kevin Atkins is there as well. Like, any concerns on the defense as of right now? Health of the interior. Health mm. for me. For me, it's it, it, I'm I'm a yeah. trench guy anyway. So for me, it's it's both interior on offense and defensive line. And if we can't hold the point of, of attack there, uh, teams are going to collapse the pocket up the middle, which is the quickest way to do it. And teams are going to try to gash us up the middle with the run game because they're not mm-hmm. going to be able to run outside. Um, and they're going to wear down Greenlaw, Aziz, and Fred Warner by trying to just, you know, Let take it. it up the middle as much as they possibly yeah. can. So um, health, you know, uh, hopefully Armstead can come back week one and, you know, it's not a big yeah. issue or something that lingers and, and becomes worse. Um, but it's an MCL, it's in the knee, and he is a big guy in the trenches. So you worry about that. Kinlaw, I don't know what he's going to be. Um, and then we're losing guys behind them, you know, like fly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, will we have to run out a, a, a interior defensive line at some point? That's Kevin Atkins and Robert Kim DT for a game. Like that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That scares me. That, that's, that's what it's coming down to. I'm worried about it. Like if yeah. those guys come in and as rotational pieces throughout a game, cool. But if they have to start the game and give me 50 plus snaps, cause we just don't have, anything on the interior then you know i worry there but everything outside of that shoot, we don't have to be worried about nothing it's the rest of the league that gotta be worried facts anybody got something else to say about any concerns on the defense because if not i want to know which you know which group is the, the strongest group on the defense i just want to make sure that we solidify obviously we have one safety spot locked in but just seeing what that second unit looks like and seeing what odom looks like and you know I want to make sure that we. I have haven't heard his name next at to, all. Right, I, I, I saw a couple. I I saw a couple things about him, but I just want to kind of hey, make sure that like day today, which I knew he would once you put them pads on. Who did? O'Neal. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So just making sure the other safety position is locked down. Also, trying to see what they're going to do at um slot corner. Just things like that. I don't know if that's really concerns. I think we have more than enough players that are capable of playing those positions, but just want to see those locked in. The good news is they're not dealing with injuries at those positions. So right. it's it's a pretty good health. It's a healthy competition. You know what I'm saying? For the nickel bag, I saw Samuel Womack. He was the first rookie out there on the field today. Uh, Talanoa Hufunga, though, in my opinion, is going to yes. lock that second spot up, bro. I heard, uh, Moore, I, I heard Tavarius no, Moore got worked exactly. today. No, uh, today? Yeah, today. I don't I know. I've heard he got manhandled. He got he got he got worked. He got touched today because they put pads on today, bro. It's a little different. <laughs> so yeah, but see, that's the problem. He's not a strong safety, and if you play him at strong safety, you play him out of position. 
Tavarius Moore is a ball hawking free safety. He needs to be on the back end, utilizing his speed to go from sideline to sideline and pick the mm-hmm. ball off. Because without the pads on, when they had him back there, he was he was returning to form from that Achilles injury. And I I've been saying it. Uh, I call it what you want. I I'm caping for Tavarius Moore. I love the way he plays the game. Um, and I think as a as a ball hawking safety, I love him in this defense. But they're trying to play him out of position. He's not a strong safety. He's not a box safety. Most of our safeties are going to get manhandled by Kittle because he's the best blocking tight end in the NFL. So, like, that to me, that that doesn't make sense. And, again, it goes back to playing people out of position. You got a, a left tackle who is athletically gifted to play left tackle with size, speed, athleticism, footwork, long arms. You got him playing inside at right guard. Now you got Tavarius Moore, who's a ball hawking free safety, who you drafted, who was a corner. And now you're trying to play him at strong safety and put him in the box like that. To me, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. But I mean, listen, <laughs> you got to get out here on this football field and you just got to it is, it's just it's just the way of the, the world, especially when you play for the 49ers. Like you gotta be versatile. That's kind of what they look for in their players. I I still feel like Tavarius Moore, even as a free safety, I still haven't seen him like in that light to be that that guy. I love him in packages when he only has one responsibility. And I'm not saying he hasn't grown from that, but that's the last time I seen him play. So it was when he was playing Dimebacker out there, and he had that responsibility. He was just playing that deep middle, that third right there, and just boom, throw the ball. He's got the speed to go back there, and he get the interception, right? I, it's a possibility that they don't use him as a starter. They use him and, you know, come in on certain packages, and he lead the team in interceptions. There's a possibility. I, like you said, he has the speed. He has the ball hawking skills. He doesn't belong in the box. Uh, he can't cover. Uh, big guys, maybe you can cover little or you know players or whatever. But you know, Kittle, there's. There, I liked when Jaquaski Tart used to play because he was pretty decent on George Kittle. Uh, and I remember that one time when we lost Tart, man. I think it was the 2019 season. I don't know if remember, Tart went down. And remember that year? It was like toward the second half of the season. Who was feasting on us? Tight ends. If you play fantasy football, you picked mm-hmm. up tight whatever tight yep. end was playing the 49ers. Because for <laughs> some reason, we couldn't stop him. What's the dude yep. from um, New Orleans at the time? Um, old guy. He, he was killing. We took him out. Oh, you talk about the one that got hurt whenever we played them. Yeah. Thank God, because we would have lost that game. Because he, he had, had a state in there. He had a touchdown before we got hurt. Like, he was killing. Can't think his name. Jared hey. Cook. Yeah. Cook. Cook. Jared Cook. Thank you, oh, bro. Okay. I, I know Graham was there at one point, too. Yeah, Jared Cook. Yeah, yeah. Jerry. Jimmy Graham used to kill us, too, bro. He used to just out-jump everybody. But, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Jared true. Cook, man. Yeah. But that was that year. And so it seemed like last year, Tart was a little different um, in coverage. Um, but we'll see what happens, man. Like, those kids are young. Um, if I had to put one of those dudes as the strong safety, I, I think O'Neal, man. I think he might have a shot. If he's better in coverage than Hufunga, we're gonna see something. And this is what this is what camp is all about. This That's is right. what camp is all about. Most they could be using Tavarius more there just because George Odom is taking a slide down and he still be behind, right behind Jimmy Ward. Right. So you you're right. He could be the free safety that we have we need. And he could be the free safety of the future. All right. Um 
I, I can't think of any other weaknesses on the defense. Um, I feel like the cornerbacks are playing really good, especially our starting ones. Um, our backup cornerbacks are struggling a little bit. Amory Thomas is struggling out there. Uh, Deamondre Lenore is looking a little bit better, uh, especially than it was last year. He's looking better than Amory Thomas for, as of right now, in my opinion, from what I've been reading and seeing. Um, any thoughts on the depth at the cornerback spot other than the nickel? Because I think the nickel is probably going to be a lock. Darquez Denard has been starting with the ones all camp long. I, as long as he stay healthy, I think it's his job. I, I mean, I worry about his speed. I know he's made a lot of goodwill in the locker room because they talk about how he came in last year and just learned the playbook so quickly. Um, so when you can do something like that and you show the dedication to your craft and the intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, you, 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 you gain a lot of fans, but I, I worry about um, his quickness in the slot and being able to stay with guys. But I, I do, I would take the veteran savvy over young guys who are unproven. Um, as far as the depth, I think, again, we still have young guys who are trying to figure out their way. Ambry Thomas had a good day today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenore has been balling out. Um, and as long as our two outside guys stay healthy, I, I, I don't care if I don't see them dudes at all, because the way <laughs> Ward and Mosley are playing right now, like locks, I don't, I don't want to see those dudes off the field locks. <laughs> so whoever, whoever the depth is, just make sure you stay healthy in the event. But I don't want to see them two dudes off the field for anything with the way they're both playing right now. Thanks. It is. All right, man. Let's go around the board. Let's start with PG. Offensive and defensive player standing out so far. Who are your picks? Offensive and defensive players. Who will be your picks that are standing out so far after the first week in training again? I have to go with IU for offensive. He's making a name. Everybody knows him. He's on TV. Everybody's talking about him. Balling. As far as defense, I had to go with Charvarius Ward because that dude is just killing it. Out there nice. In the field. nice. Fair. Who you got? Uh, Peachy stole both minds. Um, I'll say a uh, name I keep hearing, and probably they quoted, I believe it was um, one of the linebackers today saying that we have the best player uh, on offense in the whole league, Trent Williams. Um, just, you know, his leadership, his, his know-how, it, he's just a monster, man. Um, and for defense, I'll go with the other corner, E-Man. Mm-hmm. Nice. Let's see if we can pick different people. Moles, who you got? Uh, offense, I'm going to go Ty Davis Price. Um, everything that I'm hearing is he sticks his foot in the ground, he makes his decision, and he explodes through any open crease that he sees. Um, and that's what I want to see. I don't want to see indecisiveness from, from my running back. Uh, find the crease, explode through it, get as many yards as you can. He's not afraid of contact. Um, so I think him and Elijah Mitchell are going to be a good one-two punch. He may not be able to overtake Elijah Mitchell this year, but I think slowly but surely he's going to be coming for that number one spot. So I'm excited to see him. Um, defense, I mean, if we have the best player on offense, then we probably have the best player on defense too. Nick Bosa is just – hes it, it's undeniable how good he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially another year removed from the injury, him being healthy, him not having to rehab, and he can just go out and practice and do his thing. He's making everybody on that offensive line look really, really bad right now. 
Um, so I can't imagine what other offensive tackles in this league are going to look like going up against that dude. So I'm going to go Bosa. All right. On the offensive side, I got a tie. And I feel like it's neck and neck. And the funny thing is they play, you know, on the offensive line. So I'm going to go with two offensive linemen for my offensive players because I feel like it's neck and neck. And today Trent Williams said, you know, Aaron Banks is looking really Mm -hmm. good out there. He did. Right? So despite of what we see and what we hear from what they're reporting, you know, he's saying that this kid is coming along really well. And then my other person is going to be Spencer Burford, who's been starting with the ones. Shout out to that rookie that has been thrown into the fire. He's, you know, and the first, you know, first week, the offensive line was a bunch of twos just about. But guess who remained in there with the ones? You know what I'm saying? So the right side today, y'all, somebody asked about the offensive line. The right side was Burford, not Brunskill, Burford and freaking Mike McGlinchey. That's kind of dope. So shout out to them on defense, man. You know, I'm going with the captain. I'm going with the guy that's vocal. Uh, you know, I, I like you guys picked Nick Bosa. You picked Traverius Ward. You picked um, Emmanuel Mosley. I'm going with Fred Warner, man. They said that when he talks, they all listen. That's some scary shit. That I, I didn't know he commanded that much respect because he's young. <laughs> Fred Warner is is command like he gets that respect, man. And so I'm gonna go with Fred Warner out there on defense. Of course, he's having a great camp. He already has an interception so far. He intercepted one of Trey Lance's passes. Uh, but listen, man, when you got Fred Warner playing and balling out of his mind like the general that he is, watch out. Uh, and the thing I like, like, like I said, Dre Greenlaw said it, man. Look, they're all communicating. They're all speaking the same language, yo. That's scary. Because that team can play off of react yep. reaction, like they don't gotta think about nothing. They can they can look at the person's foot. They can read their own player. Be like, yo, he's telling me to do this. Yep, I got it. I, yeah, boom. they don't have to talk to each other. I think they can it's just sign. Yep. It's, it's yep. whatever kind of language you want to call it. Exactly, niner defensive language. That's yep. some scary stuff right there, Peach Most and Fair. So yeah, man, I'm gonna Love go it. with those guys. Everybody pick some good people, man. You got. You know, Ray Ray and all those guys. Jimmy Ward's been balling out. He got an interception. Brandon Ayuk has been by far the best offensive player. Peachy, I think Javarius Ward has probably been, uh, you know, the best defensive player when it comes to making plays. But if you count it, Nick Bosa's sacks, that dude probably got 35 sacks. <laughs> I think he does, too. Just keeping it a buck. He's beating everybody. And uh, my sleeper on defense, Drake Jackson. Drake Jackson. They said that that kid is just doing stuff that they just did not expect him to be able to do. You heard? Did you hear Samson Ibukam speak today? Mm-hmm. Yo, Samson Ibukam. I like Samson Ibukam. So Ibukam <laughs> was like, he was like, man, Drake Jackson. He was like, yeah. He was like, you know, he talked about the kids Ben. He also. Talked about his hips, and ain't nobody in the 49er chat said pause to middle finger to all y'all out there. Everybody that watched that, this, you, and you, because nobody said pause when he said it, bro. He talked about another man's hips. When I say it, oh, the show got to shut down. Well, when Samson says it, it was all good. But nah, he spoke about him, and I was just like, yo, then. What he did was he compared himself to him. 
that was the funny part because he was like, man, if this team would have drafted me and I didn't have to go, I played defensive end in college. I had that bend when I was coming straight out of college. But when I got drafted by the Rams, they forced me to play outside linebacker. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so it kind of changed up the way. So he has to get back into defensive end shape. And what he said was super dope. He said that the reason why they're so good is because they're just all fast. They just ready, set, and go full speed. He said the secondary gives them extra time. He said the linebackers clean up what they don't get to. This team's defense is number freaking one. He did say that, DeMarcus, but I can't say that on this show. So if you want to say it, you be my <laughs> guest. But Breezy cannot say that. All right, let's get down to the nitty-gritty because we got the best yes. in the NFL on this team. Let's give shout-outs to Debo Samuel. Everybody here said that he was going to be a 49er. Peachy got her shot ready. I can't drink because I got to go do a performance right after I jump off of here. I got to go to a show. So I got to be, I got to drive. But shout out to that, man. Uh, let's talk about Debo Samuel's deal. I got this. Uh, I, you know, um, Rap Sheet reported it. I felt like he had a typo in there because he said it was too much guaranteed. He said like 71.55 was guaranteed, but Josina kind of broke it down uh, when Debo got his deal. Uh, 49ers multi harbor <laughs> hyphenate star Debo Samuel and the 49ers are in agreement on a three-year extension worth up to, you know, 71 and a half million. Uh, it can be up to that 73 point half. We're going to talk about his incentives today. Uh, he's going to get 58.1 guaranteed. All right. And now let's break down this deal just a little bit. All right. Now see, here's the mechanics of the deal. This is what I do like about David Lombardi. That guy is a numbers guy. Yep. He broke down the mechanics of the deal. 41 of that is going to be fully guaranteed. He got a $24 million signing bonus. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me, I got to look at y'all faces. So Debo today mm -hmm. got a check for $24 million. Yep. Deposit. $24 million. That's what y'all telling me. He took a yep. picture with his phone, scanned it in, and it said 24. <laughs> I, the phone had to break. There ain't no way mm -hmm. that joint worked. Wow. They better wire that to me. Don't be, don't be. I don't want no check. Wire that directly to my account. Please and thank you. Swiss, Swiss bank, Swiss army knife, whatever. Send that straight. Somewhere. The wow. coolest thing about that was that Debo got more guaranteed money than, than the other ones did under there. Because 41 was the top um, guaranteed money. Is that the top guaranteed? Yeah. 41 million. Yep. Yep, it For was. For wide receiver? No, no. Under the group. The group under that the was group. under the agency. So that, out of, that was with his agent, Tony, so, whatever. So out of DK. Yeah. Out, out of, of AJ DK, Brown. Out of AJ. I thought AJ still had the top. Nope. AJ, I thought people had the best signing bonus. No, um, I thought AJ's was 40 or 30. Mm -hmm. I think DK's was less. Yeah, DK's was less than that. All right. All right. Um, so we got a three-year extension. So he's on a four-year deal now. He's no longer on the last year of his contract. He's like a four-year contract now. He did get a raise this year. So he went from making like $4 million to $6 million. Uh, no, D DK was 58.2. So it was 0.1 more than Debo. Uh, so no, no, no. Was I was talking about the – no, I was talking about the other number. That – that um the, the 40 – the – the fully get 
that that top number, the forty fully guaranteed. I thought they said that Debo got forty one and DK had forty. I thought that that's what I had seen that post. Where but I, do, I, I do believe he got the highest sign in bonus as far as uh. You I'm know. trying to find it. That's okay. So 49ers control through 2025. There's a void year in 2026 to stretch out the cap. You know, the 49ers mm-hmm. and Parag Marate are really good at that. All right. Let's talk about his cap hits because this is what I was trying to say. Debo Samuel's cap hits before the new deal was 4.9. After it's going to be 6.7. The 49ers have $3.3 million of cap space. They got this done, adding less than $2 million of of uh, space for 2022. As we said, they could. Uh, Yeah. So you didn't have to really get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, to get it done, Jimmy Garoppolo is still here. Uh, number 10 is still here. I want to talk about the signing bonus, though. Between his $24 million signing bonus and fully guaranteed $9.2 million in 2023 option bonus, all right, Debo Samuel has that $33.2 million in bonus money. Damn. Which beats Metcalf's record for wide receivers at $30 million, right? Damn. So. So there it is. So this just won't be discussed because of all the whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. So yeah, that's too that's too involved. Cause you then you're talking about option money for 2023, but that's next season. It's not that's next season, not right, right now. So I don't mm-hmm. yeah. he's he's hard to break down. Uh he gets that he 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 gets down to the to the nitty-gritty. Now, they also talked about Debo Samuel's role. When I read the report on this, I was like, really cool, because yes. his role ain't changing. Debo Samuel's going to be a wide back, running back, wide receiver, pass catcher, pass kicker, punter, slash returner, quarterback, whatever the coach asked Debo to do, he's going to go out there and do it. That's what they kind of agreed to it. Now, Debo has some incentives in his contract, and Adam Schefter put this out. In case the 49ers continue to use wide receiver Debo Samuel as a running back, he has incentives and in his new contract that can pay him an additional $1.95 million over the life of the contract for rushing yards and rushing TDs per sources. Debo Samuel will receive $650,000 per year for each year he has over 380 or more rushing yards. Samuel also will earn $150,000 if he scores three rushing TDs in any year. He maxes out at $650,000 uh, per year, $1.95 million over the three years. So he's going to get an extra $2 million if he plays running back. When? When he plays running back. <laughs> it's coming. Ain't no way around that. That's trash. I, I, first of all, you're not gonna cap me at 650 if you're gonna keep using me this way. How you gonna I, cap me at 650? And how many rushing yards did he have last year? You, if I get 380 rushing yards, I already hit 650. So it don't matter how many touchdowns I get because if I hit 380 yards, I I'm only I get my 650. I don't get the money for the touchdowns after that. Right. So, so if I have so if I have if he has 550 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns, he only getting 650,000 additional dollars. No, I would so, run so, me all my coins. So here's the thing. The number was the, the number is 380. So first of all, he got to make that, right? He didn't get 380 last year. He got 365. Okay. So right, so to get that and then he had that's why my question was over or under Touchdowns because he had eight touchdowns last I was year. Say, yeah, he had eight, so he, he killed that. But whatever even, that was. even even 150 times eight, that's more than 650. Right. So he's gonna get he can only be capped at 650 a year 
but it's just pushing him to do it. You know what I'm saying? So whatever it's like, which, whatever you do first, like if you get six, if you get the 380, boom, you're getting an extra 650,000 this year. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether you score touchdowns or not, if you score so well like that, but Hey, I tell you what, I don't like it, but apparently he liked it enough to sign the deal. Right. Because he still feels like he's going to go out there and be utilized or whatever. So uh, he's cool with it. I guess he's cool with it. I guess he's cool with it. I don't know. I, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm hoping that that was that. I'm hoping that that was the hang up. I'm hoping that him and right. his agent that's was that like, I was talking about. Yeah, that's yeah. that language. Like with with, with them yeah. trying to go back and forth, and that was the language. Maybe maybe yeah. maybe the cat maybe the cap was lower than six hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. And at first they was like, "Yeah, nah, don't cap it." Yeah. If I if I have eight touchdowns, you the do conversation that one fifty times right eight. Mm-hmm. That's all. I'm already at a million. So how are you going to cap me at six fifty? And I'm putting. I'm putting the ball in the box. That's what you want me to do. Right. Put the ball in the box. So, so the, give me my bonus for everyone that I score. So maybe that was the hang up with the the contract language. And it could and be. they finally they finally came to an agreement. Like, all right, like this is the number that I got to hit. You know, I had 365 rushing yards last year. Mm-hmm. Keep me around that total. Don't be yep. trying to have me yep. run for yep. 500 yards. Right. I, I and Roger, and Ken, I, Roger Craig, Christian McCaffrey, those guys are great. I don't want to be a thousand. No, I want to play right. for another receiver. ten years. Exactly. Right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but most that's my point. Like so that when you uh, let's go back to this incentive, right? That's the whole purpose, right? He's going to receive receive an extra six hundred fifty thousand, blah blah blah. If he gets more than that, three hundred and eighty. I don't think Debo is even going to eclipse three eighty. We don't need him to. Kyle Shanahan doesn't need him to. Now, if he needs him to, that's when this incentive really this incentive really kicks in. But it, you get what I'm trying to say? And look at the incentive for the touchdowns. Like if he gets three or you know more per year, he'll earn 150000 So he's getting six fifty for the yards. The way I'm reading it is he's getting six fifty for the yards and 150 for the touchdowns, or is he only getting one? If he has no, both, he, then he no, only he gets, gets six fifty. He gets both. So yeah. like if he hits 380 yards, he gets the 650 automatically. And if he gets three touchdowns, he gets, he gets if he gets three touchdowns, he gets 150. There, okay. Yeah, but so he that's, that. but he maxes that. out at 650 with both of those included because he maxes out at 650 a year and 1.95 over the life of the contract. But that doesn't make sense if he's going to get 650 plus 150. That's 800. No, he won't get that. So that's if, what I'm saying. If, no matter, no matter, no matter how many touchdowns because he has, they put that max if, on there. No, yeah, exactly. No matter how many touchdowns he has, if he hits 380 rushing yards, he gets that 650 off rip, and that's all he gets. Right. Even if he get touchdowns, he's even only, if he he's only max if, out if, if because he the number is 1.95 mil. If he get 380 yards, so this coming season, if he has 392 yards. Mm-hmm. And eight touchdowns, like he had last year, he's only going to get six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Right. That's the that's the the cap. So no matter what, so if if he only had one touchdown, but he had three hundred eighty plus yards, he still gets the six fifty. Correct. No, I I get it. The the max caps six fifty. However, you get to that number, that's only however you get to it. That's how you get to it. But gotcha. It caps at six fifty, and then. The next year it'll cap at six fifty, and then and then the, throughout the life of the contract, 
it won't go past 1.9 million. Nine five, right? He can't make more than 1.95 million over the three year extension. I got you. Well, four years, basically. Because right. he could do it this year, boom. And then once he gets to that, you know, 650 times, whatever, boom. All right, man. So Debo's paid, man. He's a 49er. This is this is the best I, for me. I, I know I put out a crazy tweet. So, like, at this point, man, now that he's here, you know, I'm not worried about Nick Bosa being signed. I know he's going to get extended. But oh, yeah. At this point, 49ers can do whatever they want with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, it's probably going to come down to the wire and it's probably going to be a cut. It's probably going to be a release. Like, like I don't I don't see a team trading for him unless it's the New York football giants that possibly need him or if other quarterbacks just aren't gelling and doing what they need to do. But the 49ers are cool with it because, hey, man, if Jimmy goes to a team late, that's on them. They should have been made to trade a long time ago. But the issue is with the Jimmy situation, even though, you know, we got Debo here and everybody's paid, is – like, why would teams trade him if they think you're going to cut him? Exactly. Yeah, and that's the issue. Only I thing like I could think it. of. Only thing I could think of. That that's the major issue. Why would we give you any assets for him when you're trying to get him off your books? See what I'm saying? Out of, and out of your building. The only reason why the Giants make sense is if they want to move on from Daniel Jones. Yo, I heard he's. Have you been watching the Giants camp, bro? <laughs> That's another one Listen, that is. I'm, uh... I'm, 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 in, I'm in. I'm in Jersey, so I'm surrounded by Eagles, Giants, Giants and Jets, Jets, and Cowboys. Like, I don't know why there's so many Cowboys fans. Listen, bro, it is what it is. They I'm, are. But I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by those four teams, so I hear it all the time. I'm telling you right now that. Daniel Jones look worse than I don't know. Yo, I can't, he ain't I, been the same since he fell on that 65 or 68 <laughs> yard run and stumbled over the 15 yard line with nobody. Uh, here's, here's, nobody here's around the thing. Him. Here's the thing. I think it's hard to really judge him because of all the turmoil and all of the back and forth. That he yeah. has going coaches, all that type. He's like getting Alex Smith treatment. Like this is exactly. His, I, I think this is That's what exactly his, right. this is his third head coach. Yep, getting his Alex third head coach. His like third, Alex. his third offense. And he's got he's got Brian Dayball, who let's be honest, you know he's defense he's decent offensively, but he's been spoiled by having Josh Allen. Yep. So you can't come from Josh Allen and then go to, to uh, a a, a broken Daniel Jones who hasn't been developed properly and expect him to do what, what he needs to do. Right. I think Daniel Jones needs a chain of change of scenery mm-hmm. and with what he's able yeah. to do athletically, I take Daniel Jones as a number two backup for us behind Trey Lance more than I would take Nate Sudfeld. Only thing that yeah. I would say Sudfeld has over him is knowledge of the offense because he's exactly. been with Kyle before. Yep. But athletically and what he's able to do and how he's able to spin the football, when Daniel Jones is on, he's on. Mm-hmm. It's just he hasn't had a chance to be on because his weapons are always injured and the Giants' offensive line is terrible. Yeah. So I think a change of scenery might help him, and I think we could be that change of scenery. Yeah. So I, you could trade Jimmy for Daniel Jones straight up and solve both teams' quarterback issues. E- even with Moju Kool with taking him even with a $7 million cap hit, yeah, that's what Daniel Jones comes with. Yeah, I don't even think we got seven million. We got three point three million dollars. 
Well, we're 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 gonna we're have to. Jim. We're probably gonna have to restructure him. And yeah. And I and and, and that's okay. You, he's getting traded. We restructure him. And I think Figure Daniel Jones way. would be fine with that. Especially, I think he would be fine with a restructure because on he a just contender. Needs, he just, he just, he just needs, that. he just needs a change of scenery. Yeah, and and he needs a, a a moment to clear his head. Let him get in our building. Let him get under Kyle Shanahan. Let him kind of rebuild his reputation. I agree with this. And then you know, try maybe try to 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 go to another team and see if they want to take a chance on him. The only thing I disagree with that is they didn't they didn't take his option. So this would be his last year. So right. you got to take on his contract. But then, like, I don't know. You already paid Nate Sudfield to be the backup, so you gonna put this guy in the practice squad? Yeah, ain't nobody coming to get Nate Sudfield off your practice squad. I'm not putting Nate Sudfield on the practice squad. No, I'm putting Nate on the practice squad because ain't nobody coming to get him. Because Mm. even though Daniel Jones may not have a full grasp of Kyle's offense, one, we're not expecting him to start. But two, what does he have over Nate Sudfield? He has starting experience. So if he does have to come into the game, we talked about it before, if he has to come into the game on spot duty, you should only have to come in for a game or maybe a half a game if something happens to Trey, you know, in the second or third quarter, you just got to close the game up, knock on wood. Thank you. I appreciate that. But if he has to come in in spot duty, I'm not worried about Daniel Jones being a deer in headlights because, one, he's on a better team with a better defense, better offensive weapons, a better offensive line, and he has starting experience. Nate Mm -hmm. Sudfeld does not have starting experience, extensive starting experience for me to be comfortable with him going out there and having to lead this team for a whole game. Daniel Jones has been through that. He's been through a week of preparation, you know, starting games, taking the team through a game, halftime adjustments, all of that. He's been through that over the past couple of years, and he hasn't done terribly. He Listen, he hasn't been Sam Darnold. He hasn't been um, uh, Zach Wilson. Like, he hasn't been that bad. He hasn't been what, – what are some of the terrible yeah, – I, 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 I get, I get where you're going with he this. He hasn't I been mean, look, Osweiler. He hasn't been uh, Paxton Lynch. He hasn't been that bad. Drew no. Rock, you name and, it. And, you name and, it. In 2020, um, wasn't it when we played them? And he was um he was lighting us up there for just a little bit now. That we're wasn't like um that right. was a wipeout. Right. Like, just, it was um it was getting a little crazy. I just get upset looking at his face when in that James uniform because he <laughs> legit has that same Eli uh confused <laughs> baffled <laughs> look. Yo, it, it pisses yeah, me yeah. off, man. But but, but but maybe it's a giant thing. Maybe it's just a Giants thing. It's a, it's I don't know a what it is. Thing. It's weird. It's a Giants thing. Eli, don't he got two Super Bowls? He do, but he yeah. was he. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> he got he got two Super Bowls from a lucky helmet catch and Michael Strahan. He got him joint. He, he threw that joint in the air and David Tyree caught it. Because Rodney Harrison is trash. Yeah, but I think that was younger <laughs> Eli who was too who was too uh that was the super young, young to understand Eli, right? how crazy yeah, it was. was the- Once he got old enough, he, he had that look, and that's the same look he oh, yeah. transferred over to Daniel the one, Jones. The, be- the best picture of Eli was actually one of our games when he came up and he had that grass that was sticking out the side of his helmet. Eli looked like that boy from Radio Fire, yo. I don't know if you ever <laughs> seen see you ever see that movie Radio Fire? Remember the brother? I think his name was Bobby, not the Elijah Wood character, but the other guy. <laughs> That's Eli Manning, yeah. Who used to get oh, beat man. all the time? No. Um, so um something else that 
I wanted to bring up while I was perusing of the lovely NFL and their practices. Apparently, my boy Fields the other day threw like five or six. Like I'm almost in a row. What? Interceptions. Oh, yeah. He I heard about that one. He had like a bad one. Um, Herbert had a really, really bad practice. Like he was just out there just just throwing them left and right. I mean Herbert. Yeah, we ain't worried about Justin. Only thing that I'm trying to say, well, all I'm trying to say is that that Herbert is a quarterback that is considered to be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. It happens. It's just practice. Trey's going to get better. I feel like if Kyle's not worried, I'm not worried. And and Kyle did not seem to be worried at all. If there was a quote or something that he had said something about coaching or something. Like if he has to step in and do something, you know, then he will, you know what I'm saying, like change something. But right now, like, he's not ready to change anything because he knows that this is going to take time. And he knows that this offense is gelling. Debo just got out there. So there's just a lot of different things that they're working on. I think that once, you know, um, they start gelling better and they start getting, you know, um, everything a little bit more down and things like that, that it's going to be a lot better. Like I said, when I was doing my break, I went back and I was just looking at some some old media clippings and, um, you know, it was still kind of bad. And he wasn't even throwing deep. Number 10 wasn't even throwing deep. He was just like getting sacked and just getting picked and everything else. He was having like some horrible ones. Another good thing about Trey is Trey has been staying after to work on so many things without even being asked he to better. do it. He better. Right, like, and everybody is. better. All them young players better be staying right, there. Exactly. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some like of the uh, vets don't stay after with them too. I like that. It just shows it shows that accountability. Like it shows, exactly. you know, like you, you're willing to do. You're willing to go the extra mile. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It'd be great. Um, who was it? Uh, it was a Dre Greenlaw even talked about it. Like he talked about, you know, he got that Mamba mentality. He mentioned Kobe Bryant. Like, yo, yep. I got this mentality, yeah. yo, yep. and I'm just gonna work hard, mm-hmm. like work, 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 work. And and you gotta like that that mentality. That's not an easy mentality to have. But if you got that mentality, you could grasp on that mentality, and you could spread that mentality to the rest of the players. That's scary because can you imagine a team with a bunch of Mambas like that? Just mentality wise, that. That would be some scary stuff. And like you said, I like that Trey stays out there to work on stuff. He's still out there throwing that, that the deep passes. Yeah. I think for me, Trey just got to just get out of his own head. Yeah. Uh, but but how how can you expect a kid to get out of his own head when the effing defense is in the backfield right after he hiked the ball? So so you got to right. give – you got to take con- into consideration the context. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that he's making are plays. He's making plays – out of should non be sacks. He's avoiding sacks, which is what we want. <laughs> Trey, yeah. move. That's don't sit there. Right. right. And so, That's what we want. like you said, don't worry about him, but Trey does have to be better. Everybody got to be better. That's Kyle right. got to be better. That's true. Like, everybody has to be better. We got to be better as fans. We got to be, be better as beat writers. You know what I'm saying? We got to just be better. We want to, we, we make mistakes. We go out there, we learn from them. We come out, we come back with our That's agent. right. That's right. So we will, as as faithful as we are, we will hope for better practices and more improved practices in every day that these guys learn and they get more cohesive and they just turn out better and better. And whatever went wrong today, 
will be improved tomorrow. And the same mistake, because one thing that we know that Trey seems to have, have accomplished is to not make the exact same mistake. That doesn't mean that he won't throw an INT. That means that he won't throw the same INT for that reason. So as long as he's improving and he's getting better and everybody's gelling and everybody's coming together, then that's all it takes. And that's why we're, we're faithful. That's why everybody is supposed to be faithful. You're supposed to stand behind the 49ers that are out there that that's what you have to do or like i said on twitter if you choose not to do that and be unfaithful then you can get on the bus and you can just take your ass on out of town and you can find another team to root for and we'll holler at you because i ain't on that nobody you once you leave you your ass is out because i've been through this since 1980 and it's been good bad horrible horrific i've been laughed at everything and whatever and i'm telling you now that this is going to be fine. These guys are so optimistic. I don't how you can watch these guys at the podium talk about Super Bowls and how optimistic it is and everything. So even they know this is just practice. There are things that that these co- that this coaching staff has Trey working on that they want to see. Like they want to see what if this happens? What if you throw it this way? What if you do this? So everything that's out there is not meant to be bad. Maybe it, it's a teachable lesson so that they can tell them, okay, this is what you don't need to do. I think one of you have brought that up earlier. This is also one of those where what not to do. So this is what you know in a live game situation. Do not do this. So now we know don't do this. And that is what the most important thing is. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to what happens starting week one anyway. Amen. Well, they well they got to show that they're ready for week one. So yeah, like, that, that's true. You got to remember that that's the concern of the faithful. Like if you're practicing bad, usually you're going to go out there and produce bad results. Now it could be a totally different situation. You know what I'm saying? But that that's where a lot of the faith, the fan base is just like, man, this is not looking good. Right. And that's why they stuck on this offensive line. And I think the reason why they're stuck on it the, the, the most is because they're like, you know, Colin John has had every opportunity to at least address the center position. Like right. if the center position is the weakest link, you know what I'm saying? I could deal with a bunch of different guards and whatever, but don't you need the center in this offense? Maybe the offense is changing. I don't know. But right. you would think Treader's still available. Yes. The Bucks didn't I go get him. I believe that Tampa Bay hasn't got picked him up yet like i can't believe that he's still out there and if we're struggling at the center <laughs> position because we need an experience go get him real center not right. no makeshift center not somebody yes. converting to being a center go get him that's where it comes down to don't right. cry, cry me a river about money and salary cap and all that crap but is right there don't so, tell me that donovan west is ready he ain't even out there with the threes. Right. Don't tell me, yeah. you know, Brunskill is ready when he's fumbling the ball as a center, getting the snap back to Trey. Don't don't tell me Jake Brendan was ready if he can't get out there and do the things that he's supposed to be good at. Now, I will right. say that I think that the offensive line is, is really more makeshift to run block. Yeah. But you got to pass the damn ball. And you got to protect your quarterback. Yep. So... I don't know, man. Let's get to this poll question and we'll get up out of here, man. All Thank right. y'all so much for tuning in. We got a poll question. We got a little video from Debo to watch. We're going to get up out of here. All right. So the poll question was over or under Debo to watch. We're going to get up out Will of here. Will Debo right, so- Samuel 
rushed for eight TDs. Now, last year, he rushed for eight touchdowns. He had eight, to be exact. Eight to be exact. So the question is over or under. I want to go with you guys. Peachy, Moe's, Fair, over or under, eight touchdowns. I mean, it don't matter what that incentive number is, but, like, you know, <laughs> if you get over three, he got, you know, at least 150 coming. But if right. he rushed for 380 yards, he got 650,000 right. coming. So I have him an under because I think that – He's going to want to like chill a little bit. I think he's going to take it a lot more easy knowing, you know, like that the money caps at a certain amount. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be wanting to take that a lot more easier on his body. So I think that the, it's, I got under, I got, he might, we might be lucky and he may get seven. Okay. So I think got, <laughs> lucky and get seven. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, bro. I think he's probably going to push. If anything, okay. I feel like eight is the magic number. I like that number. And I feel, you know, we, we use Debo as a running back later on in the season. We had no I choice. I feel like we're going to use him a little bit more, maybe not as often, but there's a 0% chance of Debo running out of bounds when he got the ball in his hands. He's trying to score every time. And that's just, just what's going to happen. He's going to give us eight. So you got eight. We got seven. We got eight. Fair. I mean, Mose. You're on mute. Under. We got under. Is, is there a specific number you got? Four. Okay. All right. I'm going under two. Um, no one went over. That's cr- crazy. I'm going with five rushing touchdowns. Um, I think he's going to break away for like three big ones and then get you a couple of dirty ones. Now, the cool thing is we got running backs. We got healthy backs right now. They're screaming about Elijah Mitchell being healthy. They said he put on muscle weight. Yes, That's they look crazy. Good. He's broked up. He's gotten bigger. I've seen him in person. I was like, yo, the kid, the kid look like he can take some hits. He's as healthy as can be, according to Kyle Shanahan. They said that was the main thing. He did not say that Elijah Mitchell was going to be running back one, running back two. He just said that he's out there because he's healthy. But Trent Williams said that Elijah Mitchell was running yes, back one. Yes, he did. That's so, what he said. Uh, I feel like these players be giving stuff away, just like Trey Lance said Debo was gonna get signed, and we were like, "Oh, yeah." And he's like, "I think he'll be back." Like some, like it was a crazy thing. Like so, these players be making a mistake and slipping up and saying things. Oh no, it was about Jason Verrett coming back. That's what it was. So we might see Verrett back sooner than what we thought um, off of that uh, PUP list. But no, seriously, man, uh, the percentages are just woof um, through the roof. Everybody is saying with. Uh, 45% saying that Debo Samuel will be under eight TDs. 36% said over and 18% said push at 193 votes. Um, the unders make sense because we have, you know, my, I think Mike and I, I can't remember who it was. We had this argument about receiving TDs mm-hmm. uh, and it's just too many more weapons, but, but there's only, it seemed like there's only two weapons catching the ball and that's Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Mother wide receivers better learn how to catch. I'm going to tell you that right now. Now, as far as rushing, it is what it is. I don't think we need to utilize him because you just drafted a running back that can do the dirty work. You just draft, you got Elijah Mitchell back there that can get outside. You, you Mitchell, got um, Mitchell, Mitchell, TDP, and Mason are going to. Speaking of Mason. From run, uh, rushing touchdowns. We got to get Mason's. We got we to gotta big him up, man. He's having the best camp at running back right now. Crazy. 
He's pushing Jeff Wilson Jr. out the building. And Jermichael Hasty. This is this is good though. Hey, and and I also, you know, heard that Sermon looks juiced. He looks looks yeah. diesel and big, and he's he mm-hmm. running folks over as well. So these yeah. four running backs, man. Good. Look, yeah. I like it. I'm telling you, them them four, them four backs. Those four backs, Mitchell, mm-hmm. TDP, Sermon, and Jordan Mason yeah. might be pushing them two guys out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. That's deep, man. Final thoughts, man. Yeah. Go ahead, Fair. Oh, my bad. Um, yeah, man. Uh looking forward to this next week, seeing what goes on. Uh, I know we got, you know, first preseason game coming up as well. So just that preparation, be able to see the boys in action. Very excited for the week coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mose. Um, love to see the guys grind. Love to see um them taking their lumps now. Um, this is what we said all last year we needed Trey Lance to do. He has to get in there. He has to get the reps. He has to take his lumps, and he has to grow from them. Once he grows from them, uh, he's going to be dynamic. This team is going to be dynamic. Um, I'm just excited to see the product on the field. Peachy! Before we get out of here, um, I had started this because – uh, Daniel had a really good question outside of football. I said, just heard on the news that SF is in a state of emergency due to monkeypox. Um, do y'all see that impacting fans going to the games? It's only time that LA does the same thing. Just kind of curious on you guys' thoughts real quick about that. So I thought I would just um, move that one on there. I was supposed to go to week two, but thank God I'm not. I'm staying away from the monkeypox. Yeah, I know they... Um, I actually saw something on Twitter about that too, where it's ramping up in states. You know what I'm saying? You got COVID ramping up too. Kyler Murray is actually tested positive, and so did Pete Carroll. So they're out. So we'll see what happens with all that. I wonder if the NFL is going to follow the same rules that the NBA has. You know, the NBA has different rules for COVID now. It's not quite the same where they're shutting down everything. They're just kind of doing something a little different now. So. I wonder if it's COVID, if it's going to be different. But I was just curious about that. Um, so we'll just have to keep an eye on that and, you know, with the games and stuff and kind of, kind of see what's going on. So it's one thing, it's another. You know what I'm saying? Still excited about the season, guys. Thanks for hanging with us. You guys are the best. Your comments were outstanding. We appreciate all the interaction. Interaction is wonderful and fantastic. Fantastic. Ms. Deb said, not sure it'll be an issue in Santa Clara. The breakout is actually just in San Francisco. So apparently it's like isolated to cities or something. So yeah, we will see what happens. This monkeypox thing. So yeah, it's, I've it's seen some, I'm seeing crazy. some stuff, um, but it hasn't broke out over here. I don't yeah. think as of yet. Yeah. Nah, we're under 40. What happened? We're under 40 cases in O'Hare. Yeah, yeah, I think so, it has to be like a hundred cases or something before it's your state's reported it, or something it, like that. Yeah, it doesn't mean it won't break out. It could become right. another pandemic, so right. it's just something to look out for. But you know, we'll we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope it doesn't affect the games. I really do want to go out there Me to too. some of these games. I want to meet up with some of you. But health is, you know, <laughs> it. it I'm, I won't if it, if it does happen to break out. You won't see me anywhere. I'll be Absolutely. right here online. 
Right. Uh -oh. And there'll but, be um, um, a whole lot of people that, that will follow in that suit as well, Breezy. But thanks, all you guys, for hanging with us. Great, great, great turnout tonight. So we appreciate it. We got a little bit more practices going on. Like, uh, we got preseason coming up. And we're just excited about it. And we're just ready to go. And um, make sure that you, you know, stay safe, guys. Yep. Stay dialed in, ladies and gentlemen, because yep. it's about to get crazy. These camp battles are about to start heating up. The mm -hmm. Nick Bosa's, the Trent Williams, the Drake Jackson's, all these guys, you're really going to start to make this offensive line. That's what Kyle Shanahan is going to be doing. He's going to be really building. And I, and I feel like if he feels he needs to add a piece, he'll go ahead and grab a piece if a piece is available. You see him replenishing the defensive line. I did want to speak about Akeem Spence uh, really quickly. Don't know if you guys know this, but Akeem Spence has uh, ties to Chris Kosarek yeah. because Kosarek coached the Detroit Lions in 2017 on the defensive line, as well as the Miami Dolphins in 2018 before he came to San Francisco. And so those are, uh, that's probably a hand selection right there. We got the Foghorn coming out a couple of more times for a couple of more joints. Then we're going to leave on some good words but my man Debo Samuel. Shout out to Brandy. Sending you guys much love and respect. Brandy, thank you so much for the contribution. We appreciate you. And my brother Sean, so glad it's over. I stuck up for you Breezy. I know you were hurt. I told you that you didn't need to call him a diva. <laughs> 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 I read this dream like I didn't know what he was going to say because I really didn't know what he was going to say. <laughs> And, uh, the receipts. Yeah, <laughs> you know daggone well, brother Sean. I ain't calling no diva before horn to you. And let's go ahead and end this show with some good old Debo, man. Congratulations to Debo. The 49ers are, have weapons for Trey Lance. That's what's most important. We're going to do an episode called Weapons of Mass Destruction because that's what the 49ers have. Oh, yeah. On every facet, from the offensive line, from the tight end, from the running back. Like, they just got weapons, 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 weapons. All Trey got to do is cock back, shoot it, load it, boom, psh, gone, get gone. So we're going to see some really cool things, I believe, from Trey Lance. Once the season gets start, like Peachy said, like Fair said, like Mo said, let them iron out all their wrinkles. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just got one question. Yeah. Game on the line, fourth quarter. Are you taking – Jordan, or are you taking Sean? Because he always comes in last second. He's always clutch, reading. right? I think I'm. Max. I think I'm going with Sean, bro. I think I'm going. I think I'm going with Sean, bro. Sean is Sean is the clutchest player I've ever met in my entire yes. life, bro. <laughs> I'm about to click in broadcast, and here comes the contribution, Sean. Thing, Sean, your time. Hey, he may not come when you want him. <laughs> I was about to say that too. But it beat it right on time. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Debo Samuel. Faithful, another long journey. Three more years to go. You know, we got one goal. But it fell short, but we on the way. Got a great team. I want to thank John Lynch, Cal, and everybody. Let's go, Faithful. Now we're back to work.